If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Hello, I'm Kate Wheeler in studio with Christine Bentley, and you are listening to What She Said right here on 105.9 The Region. Christine, do you have any holiday traditions? Not really. Your shortbread is surely a holiday tradition. Well, yes, I do bake. That's a holiday tradition. But you tradition. don't go out caroling no. or anything no. like that? No. No, no, no. Well, going to see the Nutcracker has ah. become a holiday tradition for many families. And this year, a unique and classic version by the famous Bolshoi Ballet and the Toronto International Dance Theatre is being presented at the Sony Center for two shows only. And we're going to talk to Tatiana Stepanova. She's the artistic director of the Toronto International Ballet Theatre and Gemma Shaw, one of her students. They're going to tell us why this production is different from some of the other versions presented in our city each year. And tech expert Amber Mack has five smart STEM toys for children this holiday season. That's, of course, science, technology, engineering, and math. And they are are sure to inspire your child to think outside the box this holiday season. Don't children just play with the box? Do they still do that? I think they do. Yes, they do. I they think... play with the box. But if it beeps and does something and they can make it, program it to do something else, you know, the, the, then, then they'll, they they'll be just as happy. So how's your Christmas shopping going? Pretty much done. I think I've done pretty much all of mine except for the my husband, which is, you know, the tough one. I actually have to go in and I get lists from other members yeah. of my family. Well, I can I, do a lot of selection yeah. online, have it delivered. Yeah. But the two boys toughy. are I'm still waiting. I know with Matthew it'll be something to do with, with bike, his bike, mm -hmm. biking. Mm -hmm. uh, and Jordan, it'll be something to do with his house. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a combination. Well, maybe he'd want to listen because we have uh, personal finance expert Barry Choi has some tips for saving as a homeowner. Mm. So uh, Montreal jazz artist Florence Kay is going to perform a Christmas song live for us and travel expert Candace Sampson is going to help us learn how to pack light. And I sure hope that uh, those tips will come in handy, mm -hmm. as what she said is heading to beautiful Vernon, B.C., thanks to Tourism Vernon. We can't wait to explore, so follow us on social media at What She Said Talk, as we'll be updating you all on all the fun. Mm -hmm. she Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. To contact the show, go to whatshesaidtalk.com. Dear Diary, it's day 15 and I still can't seem to figure it out. How can Hill Street's alcohol-free beer and wine taste so good? A, they've invented a new undetectable alcohol. B, they're straight up lying to us. Or C, they're wizards and each drink is infused with the blood of dragons! 
I think I'm onto something. Hill Street Beverages. 0% alcohol, 100% taste. Available at fine retailers across Canada and at hillstreetbeverages.com. This is 105.9 The Region. What she Now back to what she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Going to see the Nutcracker has become a holiday tradition for many, many families, and this year a unique and classic version by the famous Bolshoi Ballet and Toronto International Dance Theatre is being presented at the Sony Centre in Toronto for two shows only. Mm. Now, joining us now in studio is Tatiana Stepanova, the Artistic Director of the Toronto International Ballet Theatre, and Gemma Shaw, one of her students. Welcome, both of you, to what she said. Thank you. Um, first of all, tell us why this production is different from some of the other versions presented in Toronto every year. Well, we have uh, too many nutcrackers, yes, in Toronto. My vision of nutcracker, of traditional story, of um, tales of Hoffman, and uh, my vision, what I, what I can see, it's pure classical ballet version, which is very... Um, not not that often you can see in Toronto pure classical ballet. Plus, we have the greatest star who is coming from the Moscow, from Bolshoi Ballet, and dance with us. Toronto International Ballet Theater, we have um, many, many, many young and talented dancers who is um, participate in this production. And uh, I have vision to bring these international stars and dance together in a big stage of Sony Center. Yes, and um, I think it will be a great performance. It's not the first time we're doing this. Can I ask both of you, for those who may not know, what is the difference between classic ballet and everything else? You can say it's the technique, I would say. It's yeah. very different. It's um, very different yeah. technique. It's most point work, lots of point work. Lots you of know, point work. It's all the classical ballet you can see. Is it harder? Uh, much harder. Yeah. <laughs> much more, harder. More, oh, she's <laughs> laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and you're in this show, right? Yeah, it's yeah. very challenging at times. Is it? Yeah, I would say. Um, it's a lot of stress, too. Why? Well, sometimes you have those off days where you can't do everything completely and so you get very stressed out because the show is coming up and you're like I can't do this I can't but it's it's <laughs> only in the mind but you know yeah. <laughs> you, classical but what is different you have to do everything pure clean mm-hmm. perfect how many rehearsal hours are you putting into this show hours and hours, <laughs> hours. it's lots of hours yeah lots of hours how many though a yeah, lot. Well, Gemma, when you were 10, your mom, as I understand it, uh, took you to see a Stepanova Ballet Academy production, yes. at, which made you want to yeah. join up, and you've been training with Tatiana ever since. But what? how is it different, and what's the big thrill for you about performing with dancers from the Bolshoi? It's so surreal. Mm-hmm. You know, Bolshoi is such a big company with such a long history, and so being able to dance with such professional dancers who really enjoy ballet is such a magical experience that not many people get to experience in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. 
So being able to be given that experience is something really inspired. I, yeah, inspired many many dancers. Inspired. Mm-hmm. So how many people, how many dancers are coming from the Bolshoi? No, this is only two stars from Two Bolshoi. stars from two the Bolshoi, stars, yeah. Bolshoi, yeah. Two, two yeah, events. this is not that often you can see here. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What have you learned from training with uh, Tatiana? Quality over quantity. That sounds very cliche, but I think a lot of us forget about that. Because you could have a hundred dancers on stage, but none of them could be on time or on the music versus having two dancers on stage who are in sync and on music. And it's like, which one would you prefer? And it's definitely the two dancers who are on time and who have the technique and who have the, like the quality of dancing, who are really inspired by it to perform on stage, which is, makes such a big difference. And I've definitely learned that from Tatiana. So I try I to teach them a professional work, like if you, you will be in a professional company, mm-hmm. yeah. you, know, you already know everything. It won't be difficult for you to get in yeah. and start to work. What is it about the Nutcracker? Do you think that just draws families in magic. year after magic. year? Magic, <laughs> magic. Everybody would, you want to remember your childhood, and I remember my childhood. You yeah. know? This is, I was watching. Except I, I it's remember. our childhood at at 70 years old, again. <laughs> again, and no, always, always. Everybody wants magic and the Christmas Eve or New Year, right? We're waiting for something new, something better for us, right, for everybody. But right? there's something about the ballet that's magic because you're talking about it being surreal to dance with great stars, but there's something about going, I'm not a dancer. It's not the thing that I think I would like to but when I get there, it's completely mesmerizing. Mm-hmm. Amazing uh, question, you said. Like, I mean, I can see what what you want to say. What You look at the um, stage, and when it's open, and you can see beautiful sets, beautiful costumes, face of the artist, right? Their play for you. You totally combine in a different world. You forgot who you are, mm-hmm. and you're in. This is a, always the goal for me. Touch people hearts if you have goosebumps and watching this uh, performance we're done we did a good job you know because like you have to sit and you cannot even move you mm-hmm. have to be in this story now kate's daughters both were involved in dance and they have uh, you know there's a magic for a child mm-hmm. uh, of a certain age to see a ballet wouldn't you agree kate absolutely it's, it's absolutely it changes their life, even if they don't end up being a ballet dancer. Mm-hmm. We have to inspire <laughs> the young people, especially for the young kids. But for example, if you bring your daughter and they can see and after they perform, say, Mama, I want to be a ballerina. Mm-hmm. I want to dance. This is the goal, right? Yeah, that is the yeah. goal. That, that, that is the goal. But for you, for everybody, when you come to the show, you have to be in the tales, you know, like you forgot about everything. You mm-hmm. look at the stage and you're in a totally different world. You know, first of all, don't forget about music Tchaikovsky. When you listen to this music, you have goosebumps already, right? Plus beautiful dancers, beautiful costumes, beautiful sets. It's always, I remember myself when, when I was a little girl and when I came first time to the performance uh, in my theater, what I said for mom, I want to be ballerina because I opened my mouth and I'm watching. Like, like, I mean, I was memorized. Oh my God. Like, I mean, I never seen this. 
You right? talk about the magic of the nutcracker. I've got to wonder, is there a specific magic with the Bolshoi? Yes, yes. The, uh, no, first of all, Bolshoi Ballet, uh, he's 240 years old, mm -hmm. 240 years, right? Another, they have class of uh, dancers, very high level, yeah? And where they're dancing, this is good example for the new generation to see how you have to dance. This beautiful couple, Anastasia Stashkevich, Vyacheslav Lopatin, they dance Nutcracker, of course, in the Bolshoi Ballet in Moscow all the time. But they're like, they're, when they dance together, you know, it's like something magic coming on stage. You should see beautiful pure lines, beautiful technique, faces. They, they are like breathing with this music. You know, it's, it's magic. I know. What you, do you take you, away from it? From, from the Nutcracker? Yeah. Mm. I think as a little kid, I would go see the Nutcracker as well, and it was so magical. And I think the first time I saw it, I kind of knew that I want to be on that stage, and I want to give that magic to other people as well. Mm -hmm. And so I enrolled <clears throat> in classes, and here I am. And here you are. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't think people realize how tough it is to yeah. make it, because it, 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 is a, it, it, is, it takes... It takes a passion, but it also mm -hmm. takes such discipline and, and starting at a young age. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's helped you for the whole entire life, discipline. Because oh, I'm not was, arguing that. When I'm just I was saying, 11 yeah. years old, I was living without my parents from 11 years old. And I was from one city go to another. I, I was studying in Moscow in a Bolshoi, right? right. And my, uh, my um, city was in Ukrainian. See, it was very different, and I lived from 11 years old without mama, without anybody. But how I became my character and how I started to work from very young age. I started from 7 years old, but after uh, 11, they sent me to the Moscow. That was... Uh, well, you can see the Nutcracker at the Sony Center for the Arts. It's on December 22nd at 2 p.m. and 7 p.m. Two shows only, one day. Yes. That's going to be quite a day. Wow. <laughs> Are there still tickets? Yeah. Uh, uh, st uh, what do you mean? Yeah, the like, tickets are available. Still, yes, available. Still tickets yes. available? Because mm -hmm. I would imagine there'd be a mm -hmm. it, 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 there'd be a run on those. Well, it's at torontoballet.ca. We'll put up the link. We'll connect it. Um, we'll put up the link on all our social media and on our website for everyone. And, and Tatiana and, and Gemma. Thanks so much for joining us today. This is it's going to be fabulous. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yes. Thank yeah. you. I mean, it feels like Christmas, doesn't it? Yep. <laughs> yep. I feel Christmas too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. What she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Meridian's three-year Escalator GIC can help you save for a bucket list trip. In the first year, earn 2% interest. In the second, 3%. In the third, 4%. Those escalating savings could be the difference between this trip and this trip. Visit a branch or meridiancu.ca today to get started. Meridian, saving for a better life while living your best life. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said, she's powerful.
Now back to what she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Joining us now is tech expert Amber Mack, who has five smart STEM toys to tell us about that will inspire your children to think outside the box this holiday season. Welcome back, Amber. Thanks so much for having me. Well, it's no secret that science, technology, engineering, and math skills are essential to academic and professional success. Yet so many children lose interest in STEM learning. And you're here to encourage people to focus their gift giving this year on gifts that promote an interest in STEM. That's great. So where do we start? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you're exactly right. I think a lot of kids, they lose that interest in those different STEM topics. But the good news is there are a lot of really fun toys out this holiday season that also have kind of STEM baked into them. So maybe the kids don't realize that they're learning along the way, but they actually are. So what I did is I went through the actual gift guide and I picked out five different gifts that are great for the holiday season. Season. The first one is a little cute robot. It's Cosmo Robot by Anki. And uh, he it's absolutely adorable. The best thing about this little robot is that kids can use the app on their phone and they can learn how to program the robot so they can make the robot move around. And while they're having tons of fun, they're also learning basic coding skills. So how much, what's the price range of this and what age group uh, would the children need to be? Yeah, that's a great question. So the price on this is about $190. Uh, the age range, you know, it kind of runs the gamut. I would say for most kids, it's probably eight to about 12, maybe even up to 14. It's for those kids who still like to play with toys, but also have some basic technical skills. So it really is for kids, you know, who who love little electronics, love robots, uh, and can understand how to navigate their way around an app. Although let's be honest, that age is getting younger and younger all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking. Like, Maybe three. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it's going that direction. <laughs> what else do you have? Yeah, so for the younger kids, so let's say the kids who are between the ages of maybe four to eight, uh, we have these great magnetic wooden blocks. And what these are is these blocks that have magnets attached to them, and they allow kids to understand basic engineering. So if you imagine the blocks of when we were little kids, they were just basic little blocks. Well, they've really evolved so kids, kids can build these amazing structures. They can build anything that's in their imagination. What's great about these blocks as well is they're non-toxic, which of course, more families are thinking seriously about. And again, it allows them to have that tactile skill because there's still a lot to be said about actually building something and using your hands. Is this is this the Tegu? Yes, this is the Tegu magnetic block set. The nice thing about this set is that, let's say you have a set that you buy for your child this holiday season, mm -hmm. then you get one for their birthday. All of them work together. So that's really a nice feature. So it's not as though you know, it's the end of their creativity. It really is building on their creativity, no pun intended. Well, well something else I, I like about this, I mean, it says it's no lead, no plastic, non-toxic, water-based lacquer finish, no small parts, but it was made in Honduras from sustainably sourced hardwoods, so you can feel good about what you're giving as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we're seeing this more and more with parents today is they're very conscious about where they are buying toys. They're very conscious about the material that is in the toys. And of course, they're also very conscious of the educational value of the toys mm -hmm. as well. And that's why I think a lot of parents are thinking seriously about what their kids are actually playing with this year. Now, this next one interests me, uh, Sphero Mini. I'm looking at it thinking, what does that do? 
It's a great question because you can imagine this is about the size of a tennis ball, uh, except it has this cute little face on it and it rolls all around your house. But it's an app-controlled robot. But the robot doesn't look like a traditional robot. Instead, it looks like this little ball. And the neat thing about this is that there are a couple of things that kids can do. Uh, like the robot I just mentioned, they can control things through an app. They can also use a feature called Face Drive. And that means you can control the actual little ball with different expressions on your face. So you can imagine that the ball kind of sees where you are, can see those facial expressions. Kids love this. And a lot of games that you can play as well. Again, this is all about that introduction to coding and how to make these tiny little robots work in a kid's environment. Amazing. Facial recognition and we adults are still waiting for it in a whole bunch of things. <laughs> my, my facial re recognition is cleaning my glasses. <laughs> okay, what else? This is great. Yeah, another thing on the list is the Geo Safari talking microscope. And this is for those little kids. I Then I would say, you know, ages kind of four and up. And what's great about this talking microscope is it teaches them basic science skills. Let's face it, you know, I have a son who's nine years old and he still loves to pick things up in the garden and look at them really closely, whether it's a, a bug or a rock that he found. Now this microscope lets them put this underneath the microscope. It has incredible zoom and it's kid friendly. So if you can imagine an adult microscope and all of a sudden they've taken it and they've made it colorful with purple and green and blue, really vivid colors and very kid friendly so that kids can learn with their first microscope that actually talks back to them as well and teaches them along the way. I can see this because I'm looking at it on the side, and it also has other things that, that go with it, like the walkie-talkie, a geosafari walkie-talkie, um, and junior kidnoculars for binoculars. <laughs> so you could have a whole scientific exploration day, you know, go out, see what you find, and bring it back and examine Absolutely. it. It could be a lot of fun. You know what I was just thinking? Wouldn't I love to be Amber's son at Christmas? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, he's a, he's a little too savvy for me, to be honest yeah. with you. He's, a, Already. Uh, he, he's, he's sort of leapfrogging me as far as his technical I expertise. I think so. <laughs> but last but not least, um, you have a best-selling book for girls. Yeah, so this is really important. And as I mentioned off the top of the segment, uh, this is a list that was put together from Actua, which is the largest STEM outreach program in Canada. And they're really focused on teaching kids of all ages basic STEM skills. But there's a particular focus on girls. And what I love about this book, it's called Girls Think of Everything. And it's basically a book that includes amazing stories of female inventors and scientists. Because there's that whole saying out there that you can't be it unless you can see it. And I think it's about introducing girls to other women who have achieved a significant level of success in STEM. So it's really that introduction for kids who are looking for role models in that category. Now, when parents go out to, let's say, price out and look at some of these um, amazing toys, do you think if they buy something that's sort of for an older range, it might discourage a younger child? Should they really stick to that age or, or should they trust their instincts about how involved their child is? 
Yeah, I think that's a really fair question because let's be honest, you know, I mentioned my son is nine, but he's pretty far advanced when it comes to technical skills, but he has friends who really don't have the same level of expertise. So my advice for parents is, you know, look at the range that perhaps is on the box or on the website, but at the end of the day, you really have to know your child and you have to understand their level of experience with certain technical skills. So I think it's more about trusting your gut and knowing what is right for them. Okay, so now um, you said that all of these things are on can be found via one site. Yeah, absolutely. So Actua has put up a site that really you can use year round. It's called actua.ca slash gifts. And these are STEM toys for kids. And there are dozens and dozens of gifts listed there. I just picked a few of my favorites. And one of the things you may have noticed about some of the gifts that we talked about is that you may think about technology as people being in front of screens. But really, for the most part, none of these toys really have a kid in front of screens. They're actually also using their hands a lot. And it's that tactile experience that's so important. Yeah, right. absolutely. And, and, you know, I mean, so many kids, well, I think 9 to 11 was kind of the peak for my girls for, for crafting things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I love that these, uh, like this one, the computer tech socks, I think, would be great. I mean, you're making your own. This is yeah. for 12 and up. Yeah. But things that they can make because they loved making, like back in the day, they were bedazzling things. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But now you can use tech um, and even yeah. 3D printing things when you get up to that age. It's but marvelous. What, uh, so I have two great nieces, and one of them is only one. And already she is getting some techie toys, sort of the V-Tech, which is now mm-hmm. going younger and younger and younger. And it's really amazing. I mean, it's amazing that you can be tech shamed by a three year old. (laughs) Right. I mean, because I'm not very techie, but uh, I think it's wonderful. I think it's just wonderful that 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 there are lists like this and and products like this. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, so again, it's actua.ca slash gifts. What's your number one favorite on the list? Uh, I would say if I had to pick a number one favorite, uh, it is probably the first robot that I mentioned, uh, little Cosmo robot, because, uh, again, I think kids just like the look of these little robots. Yeah. And uh, on, honestly, if you think about the future, I think kids, as they get older, will be introduced to more and more robots kind of out in the wild. So I think in many ways, it's just preparing them for the future that they're about to live in. Amber Mack, as always, thank you very much. Thanks so much. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Uh, Excuse me, everyone. Now that I've discovered Hill Street's alcohol-free beer and wine, I've decided never to settle for anything less than the best. Linda, I will no longer eat your home-cooked lasagna. Dave, put your guitar away. You're terrible. And Janet, I'm leaving you. That's all. Please continue the funeral service. Hill Street Beverages. 0% alcohol, 100% taste. Don't settle for anything less. Available at fine retailers across Canada and at hillstreetbeverages.com. This is 105.9 The Region. What she She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. 
With real estate sales up in the GTA, interest rates rising, and just recently sales data being made public, who knows what's going on with the Canadian real estate market? Well, personal finance expert Barry Choi is here now to share some tips on how you can save as a potential or new homeowner. Welcome back, Barry. Thanks, thanks. So let's go through the steps. Let's start with before you buy. you got to start saving. Yeah, yeah. So let's be clear. like No one can predict the markets, right? So I'm not here to say where prices are going, but I'm going to try to help you control your costs. Mm -hmm. So yeah, before the markets, if you think about it, you got to start saving first. Some basic rules. Uh, and, you know, it's easy for me to say save 20% down so you don't have to pay its CMHC fees. But I obviously understand that's very difficult to do these days. Well, with pricing, yes, <laughs> it's getting hard. Exactly. But the point is you want to take that money and put it somewhere where it's making you money. That could be a high interest savings account. So that's easy to make a little bit of interest. Because if you're keeping it underneath a mattress or a common checking account, you're not making any money mm -hmm. whatsoever. Again, mm -hmm. I realize it's a small amount, but something is better than nothing. And people may not realize that if you're a first-time home buyer, you can qualify for the home buyer's plan, which will allow you to withdraw up to $25,000 from your RRSP. The trick is, though, you got to remember that money has to be repaid. A lot of people forget that. And if you don't repay it... How long do you have to repay it? You have 15 years. So okay. if you're taking out 15000 you have to pay $1,000 for every single year. You can prepay it, obviously, to get out of it early. But if you don't, it gets added to your income. So you actually get taxed on it. People don't factor that into their overall budgeting. But you do get taxed on your RSP by the time it comes out anyway. So. <laughs> well, it depends. But I'm planning on being completely unemployed and in, and in a very low tax <laughs> tax bracket when I start <laughs> taking money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you're right. You do get taxed on RSPs eventually as mm -hmm. income. Uh, but this is one of those situations where you can actually take your money out, quote unquote, tax free. Again, it needs mm -hmm. to be repaid. But you're not paying if you're overdrawing for the reason. You might usually pay 25% tax right. if you're withdrawing early. In this case, along with the lifelong learning plan, you can use it. Okay, so let's go through then the buying process. You you like a mortgage broker. Yeah, it's crazy these days that like people don't realize what mortgage brokers do. So those unfamiliar mortgage brokers, they literally deal with all the different banks and lenders. So they'll look at what you're trying to borrow or how much you need, and they'll shop around for you. So they go to Scotiabank, TD, alternative lenders, find out what's the best rate possible. And the difference is if you go to, say, uh, Bricks and Mortar Bank, you're basically dealing with their rates only. The irony mm -hmm. is if all of a sudden you go to them and say, hey, my mortgage broker got me this rate, they'd be like, oh, I can match that, right? Well, why don't you do that in the first place? Why are we wasting each other's time? But the reason I like mortgage brokers is just because they can really work with you to find the right product with you. Because even though they can get you the lowest rate, that may not necessarily be the best product for you, mm -hmm. right? Because sometimes there's strict conditions. You might not be able to prepay it. Uh, you've got very fixed terms. It only lasts for one year. So obviously a home buying experience lasts a long time. It may last 25 years. So you want to make sure you've got the right mortgage product for you. But I think a lot of people think that they get paid so that there is a fee. Well, everyone's getting paid. Well, I, I, I know, but who pays them? Well, the bank pays the mortgage broker. Okay. Exactly. Right. So it's, it's true. People don't realize it. They're thinking that you pay the broker. That's incorrect. So whenever they get the mortgage, the lender pays them a commission. Well, I have have an insurance broker mm -hmm. uh, for car insurance and stuff, and I've found that's always been the best possible thing. Exactly. They're so, letting, you're letting them do the work for you, which is yeah. fantastic, because then basically, hey, this is what I'm looking for. Tell me the best rate, and then they'll, they'll come back with you to product. Okay, so what if the bank offers me a million dollars, and I'm <laughs> thinking, man, interest rates could go up. I should grab that million dollars. Yeah, it's funny you say that because I was offered, my wife and I were offered a million dollars when we bought it for some a few years ago, and I literally laughed out loud. So, you know, there's two ways of looking at it. You could go crazy. Like, you know, I got a million dollars, I'm going to spend a million dollars. That's great. 
But you need to keep in mind that you're going to have future expenses. Mm-hmm. You know, do you ever plan on having kids? How are you going to save for your retirement? Do you plan on taking vacations? What or? about if your air conditioner breaks? Exactly, right? Very, very good points there. You got to just make sure you're budgeting for the long term, right? You want to ensure that you've got, if you, the amount you borrow now doesn't affect your long term planning. And also, you want to make a decision <laughs> about whether you want to be house poor for <laughs> exactly. 30 years. I've heard way too many stories where people max out their payments and all of a sudden they can't buy furniture. Yeah. So, and you should also, but with your mortgage, make prepayments when you can, as often as you can. Yeah. Some people I know pay biweekly. They exactly. So normally mortgages are set at monthly payments by default, mm-hmm. but if you said to advance biweekly, which just means one extra payment per year. So you're paying 13 months instead of 12 months. You instantly shave three years off your mortgage just like that, mm-hmm. right? And the actual out of money pocket is probably sorry, out of pocket money is probably like only hundred dollars a month. I'm sure you can find a way to find that money. But also the fact that you're paying it two weeks early means there's two weeks less of interest on that little amount. Exactly. So it all adds up. Exactly. It's all, yeah, compound know, interest yeah. works both ways. <laughs> Any extra payment you make goes directly to principal, so you're not paying interest on it. That's what I love. Okay, so what about when you have your new home? You're saying you don't need to buy everything brand new. Yeah, so that's one thing for me. It's like, you know, I have to admit that when I upgraded homes, well, when I bought my first home, I wanted all up. Mm-hmm. new furniture. In certain places, it made sense because I need a new TV stand, new TV. But at the same time, think about what are you going to do with your old furniture? And a lot of people usually they'll give it away or donate, which are great things to do. But at the same time, you should actually think about selling some of your goods on the secondhand economy. You know, I sold a lot of things. I sold my old TV stand, an old desk, uh, even an old dining room table on Kijiji. And I ended up getting back almost $1,000. And if you look at the stats, it's crazy. If you buy and sell <laughs> items on the secondhand economy, you could put up to $2,000 back in your pocket every single year. And like we were just saying, that could go towards your mortgage prepayment, right? When you're getting a mortgage, that's a huge expense. You may be paying rent before, but all of a sudden you're talking about insurance, maintenance, and other things that you may not have been ready for. So, yeah, it's great, and you want to get your home set up right away with the right items. But at the same time, you're right. Maybe just wait a little bit and see what's out there and maybe shop around for a few different items. So where can people go to learn more? Uh, You you know, for my personal website, you can go to moneywehave.com or follow me on Twitter at Barry Choi. Thank you so much for joining us today. Anytime. This is 105.9 The Region. Connect with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler at WhatSheSaidTalk.com. So, Kate, tell me, are you an overpacker? I'm pretty good. I'm getting better. I only like to go with my carry-on. Oh, that's a good girl. I'm a serious overpacker. So am I. I think, (laughs) well, joining us now is Candace Sampson from Life in Pleasantville, who is here with some tips on overpacking. What I do is I come back with four-fifths that has not been touched. Exactly. Yes. Every single trip I do And this. every trip I say, I'm never going to do this again, and every trip I do it. So, I, I, you know, again, this is a do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do sort of thing. Yeah, I've seen, your, I've seen your Facebook <laughs> posts on trying to, like, close suitcases. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's never going to wear all that stuff. And, I, and I'm not. So I'm really, I truly am trying to get better. So I'm, I'm you know, picking up different things now uh, along the way. And so I'm here with just a few tips on how you can actually pack lighter mm-hmm. um, and, and you know, get away with a little less on, on your holidays. So the first one is to use the laundry service um, at the resort, the hotel, uh, or Airbnb, wherever you are. And because, you know, I know myself that even at home, I tend to wear the same things over and over again. Things that you love. You love that shirt. You mm-hmm. love those jeans. So honestly, if you can wash them, you're going to feel so much better in it, right? So that's the first thing. The second thing is toiletries, which for me is a huge struggle. 
because I love my lotions and my potions and, you know, 100 milliliter limit drives me crazy for, you know, a carry on. Uh, but I am starting to adapt and I found a few things that I love, uh, like Lush Shampoo in a bar. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that yet? No. And it's, uh, it's great. It comes in a little bar form and a little case, and they also have conditioner. And uh, if you're going somewhere fancy, obviously, like an all-inclusive, they're going to have all of the shampoo and conditioners and all those things. And the hair dryer. That's right. Which I, I pack anyway, just in case. Yeah. Why, why do I do that? I don't know. <laughs> you probably love your hair dryer, right? No, I don't. I always think, what if, what if, what if? Yeah. You know? Yeah. What if it breaks down at the yeah, hotel? Yeah. <laughs> and my hair. Uh, and then, you know, the biggest struggle for me is to determine what I'm, I'm going to wear, obviously, when I go away. Um, and I'm, I'm a super, super lazy shopper. So I love when I can go into a store and mix and match everything I need for a trip in one place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Kenneth Cole has this fall collection, which is amazing right now. And it's their urban uniform, which is sort of modern, functional, versatile clothes um, that sort of making make dressing effortless. And uh, for someone like me who struggles to be fashionable uh, and practical. So uh, it's like a capsulated, edited wardrobe. So it, everything matches with everything. Right. So and you want to you think about mixing and matching. Yeah, so you have five things that make 20 Sure, outfits. yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, so um, the first thing you need, obviously, are a great pair of sneakers. Uh, and Kenneth Cole has these embossed leather Maris slip-on sneakers, which you can wear uh, with, you know, anything really mm-hmm. because they, they're so beautiful. You could wear them with a skirt. You can wear them with pants. Um, another thing is you're looking for a classic um, pump, but you don't want like a three to four inch pump. No. That is not practical, no. especially if you find yourself in a cobblestone street somewhere. Mm-hmm. So a nice little kitten heel is good. And so uh, Kenneth Cole has the Riley kitten heel this fall, which is, again, perfect and uh, light packing. And then as far as, you know, clothing, um, they have these uh, satin trim joggers, which I love. Yeah, you can dress those up or at night because at night with the pumps, they look like a whole different Exactly. Yeah, and with sneakers during the day mm-hmm. and you're getting on the plane, uh, just even getting on the plane, they're so comfortable, right? And then perfect for a dinner out as well. And then I think um, I personally always love a pencil skirt. I think it's classic. It always looks great. And again, flats pumps you know it Mm -hmm. goes with everything and Kenneth Cole they're known for their graphic tees so you could wear that with your with your jeans with your um, trim joggers you could wear it with a skirt just and this is the final thing I would say just because um, everybody needs something cozy uh, Kenneth Cole has this really great zip bomber sweater which is perfect I think for the plane and even for you know a a cool cooler night out so that's another um, you can find all of these pieces by the way um, at the new flagship store Kenneth Cole on Queen Street 315 Queen Street West that's right Queen Street West (laughs) Ottawa types I'm like we don't do that but do do you not find I mean what the way I pack is I put out what I think I'm going to need a couple of days before, yep. which drives mm-hmm. my husband crazy. Um, and he's a 20-minute-before-we-leave packer. That's me. And I put them out, and then I look and I go, well, I can take that out. I can take that out because that goes with that. Then I cut it down by usually two-thirds. Wow. I'm you, I'm impressed. And then I impressed. roll. Yeah, and then I, I roll everything. Yeah. And I stick socks inside shoes and, you know, Impressive. pack everything up. Impressive. But honestly, I haven't gone away for like a two-week vacation with not just my carry-on now. That's wow. it. No, I, I, well, I we, don't we, think I could do it. We live in a in an alternate universe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, maybe I don't look as good as you out no, there, but I you find know, I need sneakers. I need one yeah, pair of heels. Yep. I need one pair of sandals. Yep. I know, I know what I need, but I think what it the, is is the there's, there's a part of me where I just think, but what if I feel like wearing this that day? Exactly. Well, go treat I, yourself and buy it. 
Huh? Although I have, I, 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 I was just going to say, you know, that is another thing is, you know, I, you always have to keep in mind that you want to do some shopping when you're in a great yeah. destination, like in Italy this summer. You know, I found some great clothes. Oh, I would take no clothes. Right, yeah. I would I would take what I wore and I on the plane it. and then make myself go out and I buy. regretted overpacking because there was all this great stuff I wanted to bring home. Yeah, but I would take no shoes, But another great thing for no light pa- packing, I, I, I think packing cubes are wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody should get packing cubes because it does actually make you think about you know, you're organizing all of your stuff sort of in your mm-hmm. suitcase before you even go. Um, and to buy a luggage scale, just a small little luggage scale you can get at any travel store, but it's a great way to just know where you're at. And the other thing we've talked about before, Candace, is when you do the carry-on Every airline's measurements for carry-on yes. are slightly different, so you may want to check. And, and even weight limits are changing between yep. planes, so yep. honestly, check those things before you go. Yep. All right. Thank you very much. More tips up at lifeinpleasantville.com. Yep. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. (sighs) Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. Passion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit kernsandco.com. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Changing careers in midlife is exciting, but it's also a little frightening. And while there's no right answer, there are some things you should take into consideration. Joining us now to tell us more is Dillis DeCruz, the Vice President and Head of Wealth Management at Meridian Credit Union. Welcome back to what she said. Thanks so much. Now, at age 50, many people have experienced one of two things, either an itch to try something different or a forced nudge from your employer <laughs> with hopefully a nice package. And so you're kind of not ready to do shop and lunch or you need to pay bills. Right, right. The itch or the nudge at age 50. We were nudged. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you. I was booted. <laughs> Push. Um, So it is just reality nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, either people are rethinking what do they really want to do when they grow up at age 50, or they're getting pushed out, right? Or or change, you know, companies are restructuring, and all of a sudden you find yourself going, now what? Um, The nice part is if you are nudged or pushed, uh, in most cases you get a severance, we're hoping. 
And so then you're at a, now what do I do? You've probably been in your career for a long time. Uh, you're now uh, a little bit bewildered and, and, and are kind of self-reflecting to say, uh, should I do something different? All I know is this. And so it can be exciting and it can be uh, frightening at the same time. So uh, a couple of tips, I think, and, and both of you, we were talking about this. We've all kind of gone through different you know, um, situations where you've had to self-discover. Um, it's really important to, to say, if I'm going to do something different, uh, really do your homework around that it just can't be about your passion, right? You have Mm -hmm. to be good at what you do. I mean, you know, if I wanted to, you know, go and be a singer like Adele, I mean, people would say right away, don't even try because if you've heard me sing, not a good thing. So um, you really have to know that you're you're, uh, good at what you do and you're probably going to have to work a lot harder if you're rebuilding and more than likely you're going to have to take a, um, you know, a cut and pay to start. Mm-hmm. So these are the kind of things. You I think, think we did about. all that. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. did all that. But I mean, we yeah. we we at the time, the the phrase was f- find the niche and fill it. Right. And we found that there was nothing on radio aimed specifically mm-hmm. at women thirty and up. So yeah. that's sort of what we tried to fill. And and we're coming up to five years. So doing this. So this is pretty good. And you had the combination of finding a niche and filling it and fulfilling your passion and doing what you love to do. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, when people are going through self-discovery, I went through that as well, too. And I was a little bit, I was in financial services for a long time. Now I'm back in. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) you can run, but you can't leave. Um, But uh, I I actually was at a crossroads and said, what do I really want to do now, uh, now that I'm going through a change? And so I um, really got my answers by talking to people, uh, because I was kind of struggling to say what is uh, what is it that I'm good at what what is it that I can do and I really encourage people to go and talk to others uh, friends family co past co-workers who you trust and it's amazing how enlightening uh, that can be in terms of them kind of identifying things in you that maybe you couldn't have identified for most people I would say when they get punted booted nudged or, yeah. or decide I mean if you're over 50 and you're a woman you're not getting hired. So really, it, you are creating something that you can do yourself. Yeah, I, I would actually bust that myth a bit. Okay, too. good, please yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. because um, so just, you know, Quickly, as a personal story, I went to become an executive coach. Um, and so I also was doing transition coaching. So I was that person that was going in when people were getting the nudge. And uh, and then I worked with people to help them find opportunities. And everybody was over 50. And uh, there were many females and males. And they were all landing. And so what happens is is that quite often your self-esteem goes down at, at so that point. Big time. Big time. And you think, oh, my God, I'm over 50. No one's going to want to hire me. But you have so much more value. And and that's what you start realizing, and that's what people started realizing as I was working with them, and they were finding opportunities. So, you know, uh, although you kind of think that there isn't an opportunity after age 50, whether you're male or female, there's absolutely an opportunity. And companies are are dying for talent, you know, mm-hmm. and so there's different ways of doing it. You might even go in as a consultant, and many people do. They might say, okay, I don't want to fully go on payroll, or I might want to set up my own business and go in as a consultant as well. The other thing we haven't mentioned is that many industries have gone through a whole metamorphosis Mm -hmm. uh, in the last 10 years. Our industry certainly did. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, (laughs) there's no appointment viewing anymore. Everything is completely different. And so, you know, you got to get rid of any talent that you think if you can bring in somebody cheaper. It's not like the job disappeared. And it wasn't, I don't know whether it was so much that we were 50, but that we 
we had paid our dues and were making a good salary and they could bring somebody in at 24 who just graduated who was going to work for a lot less money. And that's what businesses do when when they're going through changes. So, uh, but it is very hard on the self-esteem. And so it's rediscovering because the world is changing. Jobs that now exist didn't exist when we were looking for a job. Mm -hmm. And jobs that are here today may not be there in five years. And we've talked about young people We'll never have one job with the same company for 40 right. years. Right. It ain't happening unless yeah. it's the post office, if that survives. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's questionable, too. Yeah. So if you do choose the self-employment path, um, what about benefits? Can you right. t- talk about that? Yeah. So, so, you know, I think it's about self-discovery and figuring out what is your niche, what is your passion, and, and do you want to work for a company again or do you want to be self-employed? And I think these are the things now it's critical from a financial perspective where you have to pause and say, okay, if I, I was fortunate enough to get a severance, how long is that severance going to last? Mm. How much do I need to make to sustain my lifestyle or do I have to start giving up things? Um, what is my cash flow? And this is where it's critical to sit down with an advisor. If you go the self-employment route, uh, as many have done, and mm-hmm. I did that as well, it's a whole different ball of wax. And so, um, firstly, you'd want to talk to a small business advisor, firstly, a financial planner and a small business advisor, which Meridian has um, both of those where you could sit down and they, they could help you, um, you know, talk about a business plan. We've got tons of tools on our website on how to do a business plan. You have to look at benefits, to your point, you don't. You, you'd have to pay for uh, for benefits, and so you have to shop that around, and that mm-hmm. can be costly as well. You have to set up a small business account. There's a bunch of things, and then you have to get an accountant that's going to help you uh, manage through things. So I think critically, once you're going through that um, early days, it's really important to sit down and go in and see a financial advisor and or a small business advisor, or both together, depending on what direction, so you can get all the information you need because there is a lot to consider. And they can also help you um, if you want to go back to school because you can take money from your um, RSP. Right. So there's a lifelong learning plan that you can take up to $20,000 out of your RSP and not get penalized. You get to pay it back if you decide that you want to, you know, uh, get some more accreditation or go back to school. So, you know, a bunch of things to ta- to think about, but I think it's really critical from a financial perspective to, to also sit down and understand what impact will this have to me. And if you're taking a total change in career, can you sustain that from a financial perspective? And can you, well, yeah, exactly. So can you afford it? So a budget, can an advisor help you yeah. with all that? Yeah, so it's really important, I think, to go in and, and start putting your numbers together and sit with an advisor to say, um, you know, here's what I think the budget is and, and help me, uh, you know, tweak it so that, or what do I need to consider? You know, will I need to take money out of my RSP? You know, will I need to take money out of my savings? What impact will that have on retirement? And so run various scenarios because that will also help you decide in terms of, you know, how fast can you go with this? And the other thing, too, with an advisor is if you're working for a company, you pay one set of deductions. If you're working on your own, it changes the tax uh, landscape considerably. Yeah. Yeah. And that may be the the thing that, that makes the decision. And most of us are not aware of how to do that. Yeah. And the other piece is um, you might have gotten a, a severance package and you had a pension. Uh, and what does that mean to commute the pension, right? right? You might have the option to keep the pension or commuting. What does that mean, right? So you go in and... What does that mean, commute? To take the lump sum. Oh, I took... I did that. Right? You, and some companies will let you actually keep stay with the pension, I, or do I, I take I stayed it? with the pension and because they, the were paying, they were paying, paying a percentage 
in more. It was just better for me to yeah. stay with it. But a lot of people take the lumps out. Say, like, I don't oh, want no, anything no, to do with them anymore. No, 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 no. Yeah. But it wasn't even that. Uh, in in my in our case, it was uh, it was only sixty three percent funded. I'm not married, mm. so if I die. All that money goes back in to finance other people. Mm -hmm. If I take it out and put it into a RIF and an RSP, um, it goes to my children. So why wouldn't I? All good questions Mm -hmm. for an advisor. So where can people go to learn more? So go onto our website, www.meridiancu.ca, and uh, look at a branch location near you, financial advisor or small business advisor. Delista Cruz, as usual, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks so much. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Dear Diary, it's day 15 and I still can't seem to figure it out. How can Hill Street's alcohol-free beer and wine taste so good? A. They've invented a new undetectable alcohol. B. They're straight up lying to us. Or C. They're wizards and each drink is infused with the blood of dragons! I think I'm onto something. Hill Street Beverages. 0% alcohol, 100% taste. Available at fine retailers across Canada and at hillstreetbeverages.com. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. What you are listening to is A New Christmas by French jazz pop vocalist and songwriter Florence Kay. Welcome to What She Said. Thank you for having me today. Now that song's from your EP by the same name and it's sung in both English and French. Mm-hmm. Why did you want to record a Christmas EP? It was actually a, a surprise in my life, that Christmas EP. Uh, I recorded a, a Christmas album, a full Christmas album uh, seven years ago in Cuba uh, with Cuban musicians and so I did not need to put out a Christmas record I already have one but um, back in September my friend Vince DiGiorgio and I were um, doing some writing you know writing Mm -hmm. sessions and we came up with those two Christmas tunes uh, Santa's Almost Here and um, Your Christmas to Me and then my friend Steffi Schuck DJ producer singer from Montreal uh, the following week, week sent me a song saying, hey, I wrote a Christmas song. Would you like to sing it? And we're like, okay, so I have three Christmas songs that kind of just <laughs> popped up in my life. Why don't we record a Christmas EP? It's meant to be. Right. So, you know, it just happened. <laughs> and you, and then you, it was sort of a family affair because you yeah. invited your two younger sisters to sing yes. uh, back, backing vocals on yes. four of the tracks. That must have been fun. Oh, yeah. They're so much fun. I love working with them. Uh, we are uh, singing a lot together. They have their own projects. I have, of course, my own career, but we love getting together mm-hmm. and doing music they're 17 and 20 year olds. Oh, wow. Little. Now, where can people find a new Christmas? Online. Online? So we went online. We decided not to print any copies um, for uh, environmental friendly reasons. Mm-hmm. And also because it's only, well, it's six songs. So you can just uh, find them on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, um, Internet. 
my website. They're there. Uh, okay. People and can what's, listen to what's them. your website? So FlorenceK.com. FlorenceK.com. How yes. easy was that? Well, thank you so much for joining us. Happy holidays. Thanks. Same to you. What She Said will be back next Saturday and Sunday at noon on 105.9 The Region. Uh, be sure to find all of our social media links at WhatSheSaidTalk.com. But right now, singing us out and playing the keyboard in our live studio sessions, here's Florence K with Santa's Almost Here. There are sleigh bell sounds up in the air Spreading holiday cheers It feels like Santa's almost here When the snowfall comes My winter's dreams have just begun Spreading holiday cheers It feels like Santa's almost here City streets light up The kids stay up They can get to sleep Cause they all see memories of everything Wondering what he will bring us High above the clouds My heartbeat feels Your love around me Just like the ice is crystal clear I know that Santa's almost here favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, 
I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. This is Charles Adler. After a few years of working on radio and television, The Charles Adler Show has evolved to a natural place in 2023. YouTube, podcast, and open RSS. You'll hear the show as it always has been delivered, concise, with context, clarity, and empathy. And as a bonus, the guests will be natural-born storytellers who won't fear telling stories that are personal and emotional. They won't fear uncomfortable questions. Most important, they won't fear me. Follow me on Twitter at Charles Adler and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.